Hey, what's up, guys? It's Follow Me Podcast with Liv. Thanks for joining again. Um, and so today, I'm going to kind of talk about death and grief and... Because people do be dying, okay? Uh, I've experienced a lot of that in my life, and I'm sure others have as well. Um, and sometimes maybe it's not even like people physically dying, uh, but maybe it's the death of dreams or hopes or what you thought was going to happen or um, maybe the loss of jobs or friendships or relationships and something. I think one of the craziest things that we experience in life is grief um, on this side of heaven. And, and it is one of the weirdest things to navigate one of the craziest experiences that we have. And we all grieve differently, but also there are different kinds of grief and there's all these different uh, ways that we process grief. But this is something that we're also not alone in. Uh, Jesus experienced it as well. And we're going to delve into the story of Lazarus, Lazarus in uh, John chapter 11. And I'm just going to read the whole thing, and then we're going to kind of break it down and talk about it. So, uh, the death of Lazarus. Okay, so now a certain man was sick, Lazarus of Bethany, the town of Mary and her sister Martha. It was that Mary who anointed the Lord with fragrant oil and wiped his feet with her hair, whose brother Lazarus was sick. Therefore, the sisters sent to him, saying, Lord, behold, he whom you love is sick. When Jesus heard that, he said, this sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God, that the Son of God may be glorified through it. Now Jesus loved Martha and her sisters and Lazarus. So when he heard that he that she, that he was sick, sorry, he stayed two more days in the place where he was. Then after this, he said to the disciples, "Let us go to Judea again." The disciples said to him, "Rabbi, lately the Jews sought to stone you, and are you going there again?" So previously in the last chapter, they were out here trying to be stoning Jesus on the daily for all the things that he did. So anyways, they're like you realize like this is the same place they were trying to stone you and now you're out here finna get stoned again like that's what you want to be doing anyways chapter nine or verse nine jesus answered are there not 12 hours in the day if anyone walks in the day he does not stumble because he sees the light of this world but if one walks in the night he stumbles because the light is not in him these things he said and after that he said to them our friend lazarus sleeps but i go that i may wake him up then his disciples said lord if he sleeps he will get well However, Jesus spoke to, of his death, but they thought he was speaking about taking rest and sleep. Then Jesus said to him, said to them plainly, Lazarus is dead, and I am glad for your sakes that I was not there, that you may believe. Nevertheless, let us go to him. Then Thomas, who is called the twin, said to his fellow disciples, let us also go that we may die with him. So again, they thought that they were going to be stoned too. So he said, all right, let's go. We're probably going to die anyways, but let's be out here following Jesus because, you know, we said we'd be following him, so we should be following him. and. If we get stoned, we get stoned, okay? So that's why he was like, we're just going to walk into our deaths. That's why he said that. Anyways, so when Jesus came, he found that he had already been in the tomb for four days. Lazarus was in the tomb for, for four days. Now, Bethany was near Jerusalem, about two miles away, and many of the Jews had joined the women around Martha and Mary to comfort them concerning their brother. Now, Martha, as soon as she heard that Jesus was coming, went and met him, but Mary was sitting in the house. Now, Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But even now I know that whatever you ask of God, God will give you. So she knew Jesus and she had faith in him 
and his character. So she was like, you know what? Even now I know that whatever you ask of God, he's going to give you. Like, I don't know what's next. I know my brother's dead. I know if you were here, this wouldn't have even happened in the first place, but he's gone. So, but I know, but I know that God listens to you. And Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. And Martha said to him, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection of the last day. So here she's talking about like her faith and believing that like she wasn't deterred by the current circumstances. And she was like, yeah, he's going to raise in the last day. Like she wasn't thinking like she was looking. She was looking past the present to the future. But Jesus was seeing the miracle now. Okay. So she's like, hey, I know. Like her thoughts were like, he's dead. He's gone. I know that whatever you ask of God, he's going to do. But Lazarus is gone. And I know that I'll see him again in the resurrection on the last day. Someday. Not today, but someday. Her faith was in the future, but but Jesus was looking at the miracle in the present. And Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he may die, he shall live. And he whoever and whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? She said to him, Yes, Lord, I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God, who is to come into the world. And when she had said these things, she went her way and secretly called Mary, her sister, saying, The teacher has come and is calling for you. As soon as she heard that, she arose quickly and came to him. Now Jesus had not yet come into the town, but was in the place where Martha met him. Then the Jews who were with her in the house and comforting her, uh, when they saw that Mary rose up quickly and went out, followed her, saying, She's going to the tomb to weep there. Then when Mary came where Jesus was and saw him, she fell down at his feet, saying to him, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. Therefore, when Jesus saw her weeping and the Jews who came with her weeping, he groaned in the spirit and was troubled. And he said, where have you laid him? They said to him, Lord, come and see. And Jesus wept. Then the Jews said, see how he loved him. So right there is proof that Jesus experienced grief. He wept. And he said, and they said, see how he loved him. And some of them said, could not this man who opened the eyes of the blind also have kept this man from dying? Then Jesus again, groaning in himself, came to the tomb. It was a cave and a stone lay against it. And he said, take away the stone. Martha, the sister of him who was dead, said to him, the Lord, by this time there is a stench, for he has been dead for four days. This man has been dead for four days. He stinks. Okay. Uh, Jesus said to her, did I not say to you that if you would believe you would see the glory of God? Then they took away the stone from the place where the dead man was lying. And Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. And I know that you always hear me. But because of the people who are standing by, I said this, that they may believe that you sent me. Now, when he had said these things, he cried out with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. And who had he who had died came out, bound hand and foot with grave clothes, and his face was wrapped with a cloth. Jesus said to him, loose him and let him go. Okay, so Lazarus, Lazarus. I don't know why I struggle so much with that name, uh, lives again, right? And and we really focused on that and we're like, yeah, resurrection and yeah, 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 yeah. But here is also a story of people grieving. You know, Martha was grieving, Mary was grieving, Jesus was grieving. Even though Jesus knew what the end re result was, he still experienced grief on this earth. And and it's crazy because even Martha in her moment of grief as well was saying, hey, even though Lazarus is dead, like if you were here in the first place, he wouldn't have been dead, but he's dead. Okay. It happened. 
But even at that, I know that he's going to live again. And she still had hope for the future. But even though she still had hope for the future, like she still experienced grief currently. And so even if you have hope for the future, sometimes, sometimes we don't even have that. But but when you're experiencing grief, and grief is something that even Jesus experienced, and it's okay to be experiencing grief. I mean, loss is real. Hurt is real. It's hard. Like I talked about in the last podcast, like not having, I think one of the hardest parts about grief sometimes is not having closure and not having answers and still having faith in God when you don't have answers is a struggle. And just processing those emotions and that loss of like if especially if it's death it's like that person is no longer here and so now I have to figure out how to do life without them and I have to figure out how to move forward and this hurt is so real and this emptiness is so real like it was so real Jesus even experienced it he wasn't he was perfect and he still experienced grief And he knew, he knew what the end result was going to be, but yet he still grieved. He still hurt in that moment. And imagine like him being in this place of faith, him being in this place of knowing what was going to happen. And yet everybody, you know, around him is accusing him of like, if you were here, this wouldn't have happened in the first place. And Jesus is is still processing his own grief because that's his friend. He loved Lazarus. And then he also loved Mary and Martha. And so they're grieving. And so the people that you love are also hurting. And so he still felt the weight and the impact of grief and loss. But he didn't let that keep him from asking God and not only from asking God, but trusting God and walking with God. He didn't let that keep him from doing what God had told him to do in the first place. And a lot of times when we experience loss and we experience death and we experience grief, we get so clouded by it that we let it keep us from doing the thing that God originally called us to do. And it's valid right? But the enemy will use those things to keep us from doing what God called us to do. And the reality is he's calling us to do something regardless of what our circumstances are. But it's okay to process those things while still being obedient. And a lot of times things have to die. Lazarus had to die for there to be a miracle. If Lazarus wasn't dead, All these people wouldn't have have gotten to witness that miracle at that capacity. I mean, God, God could have, Jesus could have healed him and stuff. And yes, that would have still been a miracle. But to have someone dead for four days and then come out alive, you can't deny the power of God in that and that God got so much glory in that. But a lot of times, again, things have to die in order for them to live in the kingdom of God. And Jesus, he had to die so that we could all live, right? He had to die. His death brought life. And that doesn't make sense in our world because to us, death equals death, right? But in the kingdom of God, death equals life. Another verse I want to go to is 1 Corinthians 15. 
and um and so he says foolish one what you sow is not made alive unless it dies and so paul is talking about the fact that you know, whatever you're sowing, it's not going to be made alive. Anytime you plant something, it does not come alive until it dies. It doesn't start growing until it dies. And so, um, and that's what he talked about. He said, like, and before that, in verse 31, he says, I die daily. He's talking about he's dying to his flesh to do what God's called him to do, yada, yada, yada. Um, but anyways, God wants to bring life, but sometimes that requires death and not, not because it like not people, but death of sometimes our own desires, uh, death of our flesh. Uh, and, and with that is going to come some grief. You know, sometimes it's our dreams. Sometimes it's our old way of living that when we choose God, that we can't live that way anymore. And, God is doing a miracle in our life in that death. And we don't always realize that. And we don't always see that. But he is. Um, and like I said, really in the past four years of my life, I've experienced a lot of death and having to process a lot of grief. And not just with people dying, but dreams and hopes. And, and sometimes when things just, things feel so dead and desolate. But that doesn't mean that God's not here. And that doesn't mean that he's not doing something in us. And even though I'm not on the other side of all of it yet, like I'm still excited to see how God's going to use all of that. I'm excited to see where he takes all of that and how he fulfills his promises to me. Because there's been a lot of things. I mean, when we say yes to God, we don't we don't really think I think sometimes about the weight of it or all the things that we're going to walk through going forward. I mean, just like, I mean, a lot of times in life when we first start out in things, we, we have no idea what's coming next and we have no idea the things that we're going to walk through and how they're going to affect us or how they're going to make us stronger or, or all these different things. Like we have no idea. And sometimes we need that. We need to be naive in order for us to even take that, that first step. Like sometimes we kind of got to be stupid to what's going to happen for us to take that first step and then or just not knowing or ignorant to those things because sometimes I think if we could see everything we wouldn't take a step in the first place but anyways as we take those steps and as we go through those things like we always like to glorify the end result people are like I was here and now I'm here and even though that's a testimony there is still a testimony in the fact that you are still walking and you're still standing like maybe you're going through it right now and maybe you don't know the other side of it, like my own life. I don't know what's on the other side of all this. But that doesn't mean that God's not doing something. It doesn't mean that he's not going to continue to do something. And it doesn't mean that there's not a future in this. And that there's not a future for your life. Like maybe you are so clouded by grief. But God wants to do a miracle in your life still. I just think it's so interesting that Martha was like, yeah, you're going to be like, she, she had so much faith in God that she was like, you know what? I don't care if it doesn't happen on this side of heaven. Like, I know I'm going to see Lazarus one day. I know I'm going to see my brother one day. I know that God will do whatever you ask of him. But regardless, I know, I know this promise and I'm standing on it even in the midst of my grieving. 
And, and she had so much faith in God that she was looking for the future, but Jesus was seeing something for now. And so maybe God has something, maybe you're still holding on to things, or maybe you have a lot of grief, but like you have hope for the future, but also don't negate that God's still doing something now. And like I said, sometimes the hard part about grief is the fact that we don't always get to see what's on the other side of it. And we don't always get closure, right? And we don't always get the results that we want sometimes. And that's what causes grief. And and things just feel so dead in our life and desolate and hopeless. And we can feel so lost and hurt. But God is still doing something. And even in that, Jesus was there to comfort in their grief as well as he was grieving they were all surrounding each other and comforting each other like it said multiple times that there were other people that were grieving with them and so you know it's okay to rely on other people in your grief you don't have to go through things alone and also to rely on on god because he's there in the middle of that too and if you're in a season where things feel like they're dying maybe they're not actually dying or maybe there is a death but God's still wanting to bring life out of it. And if you allow him to, he will. He'll bring life to those dead things. And maybe things didn't happen how you wanted them to. Or maybe, you know, those dreams didn't come to pass when you thought they would. But it doesn't mean that they're never going to happen either. And again, going back to the previous podcast talking about faith. A big part of faith is we don't always get to see and know. But also what an honor it is to say, I get to trust you even when I don't see and know. Like if I can give that to you, God, then I'll give that to you. And even though I don't understand or even though I'm walking through it, and these aren't the answers that I wanted, the results that I wanted. Like, I'm still going to walk through it with you and I'm not going to leave you. I think um, in one of the, the deaths that I experienced, it really shook me more than I thought it was going to. And the grieving process has been way different than any other kind of grief that I had ever experienced but I think something that I learned is there were lots of things that I always said in moments of worship or in feeling the presence of God, like, God, I'm always going to serve you. God, I'm about this. You know, I'm really, I mean it. And, and it was like throughout that whole thing and continually, like it's still proving itself out. And, and I can't give credit to myself to be like, that was all me. Cause it wasn't, God carried me through so much of it that I'm like, I have no idea how I made it through any of that. But but those things would have never had the opportunity to be proven out in that way if I hadn't gone through that loss. And I've never had to rely on God in that way until I experienced that sort of grief. And it's caused my eyes to be open to a whole different view of an understanding of God and how real his presence is. And that it's not based on my feelings and that a lot of this isn't based on my feelings. And 
I would have loved to never have had to walk through some of that. But because I did, and I I also got to experience God in a new way as well. And so anyways, um, maybe you are going through grief, and I just want to say you're not alone, and that Jesus even experienced it too, and he wants to walk through you, through it with you. And if you're hurting, he's there. He's such a loving God. And uh, that maybe some of those dead things that you're, you've maybe settled in your heart are, you might not, you're like, I might not see it, anything happening until the other side of heaven. But don't discredit what God's doing now either, because he might have something for that now too. And so don't give up hope and continue to be led by God. And don't let grief cloud and don't let those losses cloud and, and fog up your view. Continue to trust God because he's really the only one that's going to be able to get you through it. And, and to help you through that process. And so those dead things may, God may have other things in, in store for that. Because he's such a good good God and such a faithful God. And he loves you. And he's with you. So, anyways, with that, I've talked long enough. I hope that this helps. I don't know if this was rambling or not, but <laughs> uh, I love you guys, and I will talk to you soon. Bye.